What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to another episode of the Brothers Brandt Podcast, episode 153. Wow, Rick, we're just cruising through this. And this one's a, this one's really special. This is the Red River Rivalry, Texas versus Oklahoma. And the reason why we're given, we're, we're talking about this game is because you just experienced the Red River rivalry firsthand this past weekend. So we're going to relive that moment. We're going to go over the history of the two teams, and we're going to go over the history of the rivalry. You excited to unpack all this? Rob, it would be my honor and my privilege to unpack the Red River rivalry with the Brothers Brant fandom here on the podcast, episode 153, Let's get into it, and boy, oh boy, was it a doozy this year. Oh, my goodness gracious. Are you ready? First of all, what's going What's going on with the uh, bodysuit you got working on there? Well, Rob, you know, I didn't decide to wear any Texas Longhorns or Oklahoma Sooners swag for today's recording. I decided to sport my son, Burn from the Red River rivalry. Man, you didn't put any sunscreen on, dude. You're looking torched like a lobster. I can see those raccoon eyes. I can see the the sunglass burn. (laughs) I got to tell you, Rob, the second Saturday in October can still be gorgeous in Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. It was sunshine, not a cloud in the sky, a nice, beautiful 70 something degree afternoon no wind it's exactly what you look for in the fall on a saturday oh my god and you got you got an absolute gem of a game uh last second instant classic we're gonna unpack that but let's get into the history right now of the two the two uh storied universities football universities um i'm gonna launch into that you got anything to say you got anything to say you look like you had something to say rick you know, I would just point out, you know, our listeners, of course, coming from all continents on this planet, are probably very well versed in college football. That's our viewership and subscribes to the podcast. And I'm pretty well certain that our listeners are familiar with this annual tradition of Oklahoma and Texas battling it out. Why don't you tell why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about each school's history the storied programs of these two universities and then i'll get into the matchup and the history of the cotton bowl and then then we'll unpack your experience i get it i know how this is flowing and for those of you listeners out there thanks so much for listening uh you know smash the subscribe button smash a comment in there give it a five star rating we need that we need the algorithms badly more than you even know uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Any, anywho uh yeah let's get into these storied universities i'll keep it brief because rick i think you're right our listeners know a lot about this but uh university of texas their first season was in 1893 so they've been playing football for over a century now a century and a third uh which is pretty impressive right there uh you know they they uh they currently, so they play in Austin, Texas. Everybody knows that. They have four national titles. Their all-time record is 941 wins, 
390 losses and 33 ties. So they have a 700% uh, winning winning percentage. Um, they've been a two-time national finalist besides for their five or four national championships. Uh, and they have 32 conference titles. 32 conference titles. A um, couple Heisman winners with Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams and 62 consensus All-Americans. Pretty storied franchise. Uh, I say franchise, but university. Uh, now, on the flip side, Oklahoma has been playing football since 19, 1895. So, again, another century mark right here. All right? Uh, they, they play uh, up in Norman, Oklahoma. And they have an all-time record of 940 wins, 338 losses, 53 ties, 726 winning percentage. Uh, they've been to the playoffs, the the college football playoffs, four times. Unfortunately, they are 0-4 in that time. <laughs> uh, they have seven national championships, uh, and they have eight divisional titles. Uh, they have a lot of Heisman winners. Uh, Barry Vessels in the 50s, Steve Owens, Billy Sims, Jason White, Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and they have 82 consensus All-Americans. So you're watching this game on Saturday, Rick, but you're going to be damn sure you're going to see a lot of those players playing on Sunday. You're darn kidding. This is big. This is big time. So why don't we talk about the rivalry itself? Why is it in Dallas, Rick? Like, why do they put it in Dallas? Rob, that's a great question. So, as you alluded to, Oklahoma Sooners being based in Norman, Oklahoma, and the Texas Longhorns being based in Austin, Texas, converge exactly in the middle of those two cities, Dallas, Texas. And, Rob, they take this game to the Cotton Bowl every year which is inside the Fair Park of Dallas. So the Fair Park is the Texas State Fair. It's the world's largest state fair. It's the country's largest state fair. And it's right smack dab in Dallas, Texas. I kid you not, Rob, it is the most absurd state fair you will have ever been to. It's endless see it one day you probably can't even see it in one week rob it goes on and on and on everything's bigger in texas they say and it starts with the state fair now once you get inside what do you you got like fried oreos there you got give me what 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 do you got there funnel cakes you got turkey legs you got you got it all. Bloody Marys, any type of fair food you could possibly think of. This place has got it. I saw sausages on sticks, steaks on sticks. I, it was unbelievable, Rob. It was an unbelievable showing of, of barbecue, uh, uh, festivities, drinking, carrying on, games. It was fantastic. Love it. Now, that's something in of itself but then you put one of the most historic venues ever in the middle of it known as the cotton bowl 
which was first built in 1930, nearly 100 years ago. This stadium seats just over 90,000 individuals. And it was packed to the gills on Saturday, Rob. Texas and Oklahoma, it's tough to get a ticket to. My beautiful wife and I made our debut, having never been to the game, and a longtime Sooner sitting behind us, who had been to over 40 of these, said, we picked a doozy. It was a real barn burner this year, Rob. And so these two universities collided in Dallas, Texas, and half the stadium is Oklahoma fans. Half the stadium is Texas Longhorn fans. In one end zone, it says Oklahoma. In another, it says Texas. And they take this thing so darn serious. These fans are are all in on the rivalry. In fact, it is so funny to me, Rob. We've been to so many sporting events. We've been on the field so many times. And at the 50-yard line of this tradition where the logo is at midfield, you've got the white yard line, the 50-yard line down the middle, and on one side of it is burnt orange, and on the other side is the burgundy of Oklahoma. It's just so cool how they divide the field, the stadium, the fans. It's just passion everywhere. It's really cool. Yeah, when you Google images of it, of the stadium, you can see that half of it is a burgundy white. And then the other half is like a white burnt orange fan. So, oh man, I think it's so cool when you go to a sporting event and sometimes you can't tell like who's on whose side, like you and I went to an FSU Bama game and they kind of had similar colors, but when something good happened for FSU, you heard it and you saw everybody. And then when something good happened for Bama, you heard it. And it was like, oh, it was like half the stadium. So I can only imagine what it was like for you just seeing these fan bases just go electric and berserk during plays. It's somewhat like the Army-Navy game that you've been to, that tradition where you just have two fat, uh, passionate fan bases on either side of the stadium, and they're going back and forth in the crowd and on the field. It's really, really cool. So this rivalry, Rob, began back in the year 1900, and they've played this game 119 times. Texas does hold the slight edge 63 to 51, and there happened to be five ties over the years. But this thing has been going on practically as long as football has existed. So... (laughs) an annual tradition in October at the Cotton Bowl. And this year, Rob, was so darn cool because this game was back and forth. Both teams, Rob, entered undefeated 5-0. It was a battle of number three-ranked Longhorns, number 12-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. And this was also the last year in the Big 12 Conference before both schools depart to the SEC next year. So there was some nostalgia out there. Baker Mayfield was on the sidelines of Oklahoma. Saw that. And, and, and none other than Matthew McConaughey happened to be on the Texas Longhorn sideline. So uh, 
There was celebrities out, and it was gorgeous. The game kicks off at 11 a.m. local time. It is, um, yeah, they really can't be doing it at nighttime. That'd be so much excessive drinking for an entire day. <laughs> College game day was in attendance first time to be able to create a sign and stand up there and hold the sign up. It was a lot of fun. We had a blast. And now the game, the game itself, Rob, it started off back and forth, tied at seven after the first quarter. The teams were pulling out all the stops. You had fake punts. You had fourth down conversions, trick plays, gadget plays. At halftime, it was neck and neck. Oklahoma up by a field goal. They traded possessions and scores throughout the second half. And the Longhorns went down and kicked a field goal, which looked to be the game-winning field goal with a buck yeah. 15 to play. But Oklahoma, in four plays, went down and scored the game-winning touchdown with just seconds remaining. The Longhorns did get the ball back. Quinn Ewers did have a Hail Mary attempt from a about midfield that fell to the ground. It was unbelievable. Dylan Gabriel balled out quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners, 285 yards, 23 of 28, a tutty. He could not be stopped, and he ran for over 113 yards on 14 carries and a rushing touchdown as well. The man was electric. Yeah, I, I smashed that over on the passing. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. It was really cool. They had both, uh, each of them had a receiver that went for over 100 yards on the day. And um, it was an aerial attack for sure. But there were some exciting plays, both on special teams and defense, coming up with some goal line stands and some interceptions. There was a block punt return for a touchdown. It was just Everything you could possibly want in a game. And my wife and I walked out of there just thinking to ourselves, that's the best case scenario. We're going in there, you know, look for a good game, wanting to experience it for the first time. And we got it all. Yeah. And what was the, I mean, like, first of all, that game, you can't script a better game to go to, right? That was insane. Sometimes you get blowouts, sometimes you get duds, all that, but that was insane. I remember watching it on ESPN and I was like, oh my God, like what's happening here? I can't believe Rick's enjoy- like there living in the moment. What was the fan bases like cheering wise? You just went and experienced Neyland, which is obviously it was 100% Tennessee volunteer fans. Were there any cool cheers that Texas or Oklahoma had? Yeah. So, I mean, like you got both bands. So yeah. both bands are there and, um, that's a really unique thing. If you haven't seen some of these big schools with their bands, that's always like the pageantry there is pretty neat. The Oklahoma Sooners, they've got the Boomer Sooner wagon wheel uh, with the horses that the team out of the tunnel onto the field. That'll get you goosebumps for sure. And then the Longhorns, they they just the electricity in which they come out onto the field is pretty unique. They they release this burnt orange smoke from their end zone where like the band and the fan base is sitting and it just overtakes the stadium 
and is like it's very intimidating. Plus, you got like Enter Sandman. It's just oh, the intensity man. is That's so great. sweet. And I I just thought that going into the fourth quarter, both teams huddled up as teams on the 50-yard line, but actually out on the field, just no more than probably 20 feet from each other. And you know down there there was some good trash talking, some yeah. you know staring each other down. And uh, the game was hostile to begin with, but it was just – so darn cool yeah that's awesome it's a bucket list it's a bucket list for sure yeah they played for the golden cowboy hat and it it looks like dylan gabriel walked off with it (laughs) he sure did rob he earned that one and i'm sure he's probably racked up a few heisman votes now because of it but i want to talk a little bit about the historic cotton bowl itself rob this cotton ball it it actually hosted World Cup matches back in 1994. Wow. It it has hosted professional football teams, such as the Dallas Cowboys, professional soccer teams. This stadium has done it all. Concerts, winter classics, you name it. This venue, and you and I are venue, like, stadium junkies. Stadium crashers, some would say. Some would say, some would say. And Rob, this stadium, uh, while historic and probably a little outdated in some areas, to say the least, it um, it really was pretty neat. And um, definitely would encourage uh, all of our listeners out there to, to make their way to the Cotton Bowl one day. And sure, SMU and a few locals play there, but try to get yourself to the Cotton Bowl during the Texas State Fair for the Red River rivalry. It's a showdown you won't want to miss in the heart of Texas. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> well, we should be wrap we should be wrapping this podcast up. We should about be wrapping now. up this, put a bow on it after what the hell that was. But uh you, you heard it here first, Cotton Bowl. Uh, the Red River rivalry, Red River rivalry. I knew we wouldn't get through this episode without botching that one. Oh yeah, botched it good. But uh, you know, Ricky had the privilege of going there and 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 checking that off the dreams list. So I have to do that at some point. It's going to happen. But uh, what a what an amazing experience you and the misses had. And we're just going to keep it rolling, right? Uh, I might, uh, you know, I might pull the trigger on some uh. World Series tickets if uh, the Phils make it, my man. So we may have to. All right, beautiful, beautiful. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. We're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.